1: Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: So welcome to this episode of the Rock's Pile Rockies Report. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm one of the co-experts at Rock's Pile. Coming to you on Sunday morning from Coors Field. Yeah, it was a late night last night, but we are back here at it, uh, ready to see if the Rockies can hold off the Reds and actually take the series. Uh, certainly last night was a very disappointing night on a lot of levels for the Rockies. Today they have an opportunity to hop back into the driver's seat, take the series, and prepare for what's going to be now a big four-game series with the San Francisco Giants coming up, including that big doubleheader on Monday. If you've looked at the uh, lineup for today, you can obviously see that Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman are out of the lineup. Uh, I talked to Bud Black about that in the pregame uh, media session just now. And he said a lot of that has to do with the All-Star game and the fact that those guys didn't get a lot of the rest that the other players did. So you got to be thinking Trevor Story, David Dahl is in that same position as well. So don't be surprised, doubleheader, Tuesday, whatever, that those guys are out of the lineup as well. So certainly Sunday today, big game for the Rockies. Big game as far as reversing the mem- momentum. Big game as far as making sure that you have uh, won the series. You know, this is a series you're supposed to win with the Reds coming in and then the Giants coming in. So a key factor to that is going to be Antonio Senzatella, who is on the mound today for the Rockies. And what does that mean? What about Antonio Sensatella? I think he's a guy that's getting overlooked a lot this year as far as what he is doing with the Rockies. I wanted to throw some stats at you real quick. Uh, so he's entering today 7-6, 5.32 ERA, and 16 starts. Not sexy statistics at all. I realize that. But think about Let's dive in a little deeper to that, okay? Since May 28th, he's 4-2 with a 4.47 ERA. Uh, he's allowed two or fewer earned runs in six of his eight starts during that time. And think about June. Think about Antonio Cinzatella and what he meant to this rotation, especially with no Kyle Freeland being there. In June, he had four wins, tied him for third in the majors. His 800 winning percentage was tied for fifth. And his 3.44 ERA in the month was second to just John Gray on the Rockies rotation. So I think Antonio Senzatella is one of those guys who's been a little bit under the radar. And certainly he's up and down. A lot of things going on with him and what he's bringing to the Rockies right now. But also consider this. When he's on, he's on. And those, they, uh, sorry, he has seven quality wins this year for the Rockies, or should say seven quality starts, with the Rockies going six and one in those games. So Antonio is a big key to what's going on with the Rockies this second half. And can Antonio Sensatella find that mojo and consistency to back up and really bolster the back end of the Rockies bullpen? Or sorry, not bullpen. Oh my goodness, still thinking about yesterday's blown uh, issues uh, with the Rockies on the, with what the bullpen gave up, but the back end of the Rockies' rotation, I should say. So a lot of that in mind, I want to take you back to a conversation that I had with Rockies pitching coach Steve Foster. And I want you to listen to some of the things that we talked about whenever it comes to Antonio Sensatella, including a change that Sensatella made before the start of the season whenever it comes to his timing and his delivery. I think you're going to find it's pretty interesting. So take a listen.
3: How have you seen Antonio develop as a, a pitcher? I guess well, I mean, he's made some, some, some great changes this year. Uh, from a delivery standpoint, with his hands where he holds them, Uh, getting the ball out of his glove earlier to where he's out front better and it's helped him with commanding all of his pitches and I think when you talk about you know being on time is so critical for a pitcher Uh, when the strike foot hits the ball needs to be close to leaving the hand and that's what we've done we've lessened the margin of error for Antonio and his command's gotten better with that uh, delivery change. Is that something that's taken a while it's still a work in progress in your opinion? He's gotten it pretty quick. Okay. it's something that uh, the speed, the tempo of his delivery has increased. Okay. Um, he was anywhere from uh, two, four, five uh, in his delivery that we've gotten down to about a one eight. Okay. So it's cool. the tempo's quicker than you know, like this. Got. It. So with the tempo speed, uh, the hands being moved, we've got a pretty good timing mechanism for him to where uh, he's hitting all of his pitches out front and hitting it on the end, and that's critical for him. I know he and Chris know both told me that their fastball command—he felt more confident in is that part of that as well? Then yeah, it's it's exactly it's right. The core of has been a part of what he's changed, and yep. you know he's a heavy fastball usage guy. Yeah, it's no secret. Right. And you know recently he's been anywhere from 92 to 97, uh, as opposed to 90-93. So uh, we're seeing good increase in velocity, better command a more confident pitcher, and even the breaking balls, uh, both the slider and the curveball have gotten better and in, in the usage of the changeup. And you're seeing all this from a 24-year-old guy too. So, I mean, obviously the, the curve's there for him to, to keep that improvement going. We, the sky's the limit. Uh, nice. He's always been a warrior. He's always been uh, a competitor. I call him El Tigre. <laughs> uh, I like I call Marquez the Puma. There you go. El Puma and, La, and El Tigre. And because of their makeup, because of the way they go about their business, uh, they're on the attack, and they're fun to watch. And last question for you. Uh, Antonio talked about his relationship with Herman. What do you see kind of from that coach perspective? Hermanos, man. They're brothers. (laughs) Nice. Uh, They're always together. They push each other. They compete against each other, and it's a wonderful relationship. It's great to have two young Venezuelan uh, men that love each other, care about each other, pull for each other, but yet compete against each other. It's great.
2: So there's what Steve Foster had to say about Antonio Sensatella. How about Bud Black? So I asked Bud about the timing and about Sensa's delivery earlier today in the uh, pregame media session. Here's what he had to say about that timing and what it's meant for Sensatella this season. Talk to Steve Foster about the timing of Antonio's delivery and how that's changed this year. How have you seen him adapt to that?
4: Well, I think it's I think it's I mean it's been a positive. I think. The- You know, you see the uh, sort of the upbeat, uh, momentum-building delivery. uh, That's a little bit quicker. Uh, The tempo, I think, is gives him a little bit more of an aggressive mindset. And actually, he's taken to it, uh, you know, rather comfortably. Uh, You know, I think he understood the benefits of it. You know, there's, you know, obviously daily work in the bullpen. though he might not be throwing a baseball, but you can you can do these things without, without throwing a ball, and, and repetition, you know, obviously will make you more comfortable. So uh, I think I think he's I think he's benefited from it. I think his stuff has benefited from it. I think we've seen a little bit of a an uptick in his velocity. So you know, I think it's been a good thing.
2: So obviously a lot going on with Senzatella, A lot going on with what they've worked with him in the preseason to get him ready for this season. And these are the things that we don't often see as members of the media or as fans. These uh, tweaks that go on behind the scenes to make the players better. So I find it very interesting that this is what's gone into kind of rebuilding Antonio Cinzatella. And again, remember, the guy who's only 24 years old. It's a guy who has not a lot of big league experience still. So whenever Steve Foster says the sky is the limit for Senzatella, that's got to be an exciting thing for the Rockies because you're thinking about he and Marquez both being the same age, both being guys who can be those cornerstones, hopefully, of the foundation for years to come along with a John Gray and a Kyle Freeland should he find his way back. And I want to make a note about Kyle Freeland because we talked last night in last night's podcast about kind of a mixed bag and everything else. But if you dive deeper into some of the statistics around his start, it appears that he was very, very unlucky whenever it comes to those hits. Certainly a lot of... Soft hits to start with, and then there was some some bad location, absolutely. But don't forget, there was also some misplays in the Rockies' outfield as well that led to extra bases happening that made those hits look worse than they actually were. So what are we going to see from Antonio Senzatella today? It's going to determine a lot as to what the Rockies are going to do in this third and final game of the series against the Reds. Don't forget, they face the Reds again just coming up real soon, next couple of weeks. As part of a big 10-game road trip that the Rockies are taking through New York, Washington, and Cincinnati. Certainly, we're all focused right now on this homestand and what the Rockies are doing against the Reds and the Giants. But that, that road trip that's coming up is going to be such a big one as far as the Rockies and if they're really going to make the playoffs this year. So, thanks as always for listening to the Rock's Pile Rockies Report. Like I said, we like to make sure that these are short and sweet bring uh, information to you. Hey, is this perfect? Absolutely not. We're going to stutter every once in a while. We're not going to have the Hollywood uh, audio quality or any stretch like that, but we're going to bring you sound things directly from Coors Field, directly from the people who are impacting the game because we feel like that we owe that to you as the fans. So thanks for listening. Keep an eye out for the next Rocks File, Rockies Report podcast. We'll be coming to you real soon.